This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities taking a look at the wheat markets for Monday, March 18th. Wheat markets last week uh, found some strength led by Chicago as we saw the spread with uh, Chicago versus Kansas City and Minneapolis uh, pull in quite a bit. Chicago was up 23 for the week, but Kansas City was only up 12, Minneapolis up a mere 3. Corn was up 9, soybeans up 13. So we had stronger performances across the grain complex. In fact, the Chicago wheat market ended the week with an outside day higher or excuse me outside week higher now part of that of course is the expiration of the march contracts on thursday but nevertheless the chart formations look pretty decent especially for chicago with that outside week higher but the other markets as well had some nice reversals to the upside as well particularly kansas city cash trade looks like uh, minneapolis saw uh, spring wheat we saw the basis jump up quite a bit up 30 cents at the low end of the range I would imagine spring wheat is moving very slowly. Any wheat across the northern plains, any grain for that matter across northern plains, especially out to the PNW, is going to be restricted significantly because of major snow across that area. It hit the PNW again, and you just you have you know a lot of commerce that takes place in these railroads, and they're having trouble keeping things moving. Similar story in the south, but because of too much rain. And we got uh, significant flooding on major rivers. Barge traffic has been slowed down to a crawl, if uh, if if at all. Uh, there was finally the tugboat that had sunk at uh, Baton Rouge. That's finally been removed. So it's it's been struggle to get grain moving either south or west. Now, export prices have jumped because of that because uh, traf- barge traffic rail traffic has has become much more expensive which pretty much has priced us out of the market especially in the wheat space but by and large you know we're going to be opening up uh, the St. Lawrence Seaway here fairly soon and I think that uh, Minneapolis trying to get some spring wheat on on hand and I think that's one of the reasons why the basis jumped the way it did, especially with the slow movement across much of the northern plains. The price drop in wheat, along with the cold temperatures and snow inhibiting transportation, farmers really aren't too enthused or motivated to to be moving wheat. And I think that's uh, part of why the basis is held together pretty well. Basis on the interior, now while the, the export market may be... Uh, a struggle. The interior, they're still trying to procure wheat. We see good demand for the lower pro wheat in the southern and central plains. It's difficult to ship corn down there because of the transportation problems. And you've got wheat nearby, and we're starting to see a fair amount of the low quality wheat move into the feed channel. And that'll probably be a fixture here for the next few months as they finish off those animals that start on that wheat. As part of the feed ration, they'll likely want to finish them that way as well. Uh, We are hearing that uh, Brazil is offering to buy 750,000 tons of wheat from the United States duty-free with some concessions on our part. This is something they agreed to years ago and never really followed up on. Now they're offering it again. That's, it's interesting that Brazil would be needing that kind of wheat when Argentina's right next door and had a big crop. But we watched both of those countries have difficulty with their wheat crop, in particular Argentina. Brazil imports way more than they grow. They import anywhere from 5 to 6 million tons. They grow about 4. And uh, 
Argentina usually is their major supplier, but Argentina ran into you know problems throughout their marketing year. They or excuse me, their production year, too much rain in the southern part to start, and then too much rain in the northern part trying to get it harvest. So they came in with a lot of low pro wheat, and some of it uh, sprout damage. So Brazil, of course, doesn't want that. And I think that's why they're shopping around and trying to get some special status with the United States. But nevertheless, it does show that they are in the broader market looking for some wheat. The um, So from here on out, pretty much the market's going to be more focused on the new crop. And it's going to be a late spring. Again, this major storm that came through it has dropped a lot of snow, a lot of rain. It's flooding. It's cold. So it's going to be pretty late. Normally, you're greening up in central Kansas by now, but that's going to be a while before that takes place. And in, even in some parts of the northern plains, you could see some farmers in the field, but that's not going to happen for a while either. It's going to be late. I think that's why spring wheat, while it did have a correction against the other two markets last week, it clearly has been the leader in the wheat space on the upside, at least from a spread perspective. Everything has kind of come down, but Minneapolis has performed far better than the winter wheats. And uh, that's kind of happening this morning as well. Where we're positive in Minneapolis, we're just slightly lower in the winter wheats. So I, I would think that, number one, you've got historically low plantings of winter wheat, much of that in Kansas. If you have any kind of trouble with that market, you know, the market will, will quickly try to buy some spring wheat acres, but I think that's already starting to happen with Minneapolis performing so well. Minneapolis, of course, is where your high-quality wheat primarily would come from, especially for an export perspective. And it's going to be a late spring for spring wheat. So, you know, the market would have time, given the delays that we're likely to see in spring planting. If you have issues with the hardwood winter wheat crop, the market would have time to try to buy some spring wheat acres. And farmers are scratching their heads about what to plant anyway. So the market uh, certainly is, is trying to, you know, entice more spring wheat acres, although it's not really rallying, it's just performing better than the winter wheats from going down. But nevertheless, I think spring wheat will continue to be the leader. I would look for seasonal highs in the normal time window around early May, and uh, primarily that would be a spring wheat issue. Early May too for uh, hardwood winter wheat, because harvest will just be about three weeks beyond that. And uh, that's, that's a normal seasonal tendency for wheat to rally into early May. Uh, of course, we clearly have no weather premium in the market at this point. And at this point, you probably don't need much, at least for the winter wheat. You probably would for spring wheat, at least some. But I, it would appear that moisture will be more than adequate, of course, across central and northern plains. And even the southern plains, which had been trending dry, has had some decent moisture over the last couple of weeks. So moisture not likely to be a problem. Maybe some freeze damage if you continue with this cold weather pattern. But we've had we've seen lots of freezes on the wheat crop in the southern plains, and it always seems to come out of it pretty well. I think the bigger issue with winter wheat, especially hardwood winter wheat, is because of the late plantings, it was not well established when it went into dormancy. It hadn't tillered very well, and the question is. What's, what's a crop going to look like when it breaks dormancy? If you don't get a lot of tillering, you know, your yield projections drop quickly. And farmers may just opt to to uh, take insurance if, if that's a plausible or just plowed up, plant another crop. In soft red wheat, and I think this is one of the reasons why Chicago managed to bounce against the other two, was the flooding. 
and, and cold across the northern part of the Midwest, but uh, the flooding in the southern Midwest, northern Delta area, and on further south is uh, starting to create some issues as well for the soft red crop. So there are fundamental factors going on that could down the road be supportive for wheat and maybe are enough to stop the slide here, but the damage has been significant to the charts. We broke below a, a well-defined trading range and the market just completely fell apart. So I think even with the weather run, given the carryout the United States has, given potential world production on the uh, in the northern hemisphere this season, my guess is that the bottom end of that trading range would offer pretty significant resistance. That's what I would look for if we managed to get that much of a bounce in the first place. And with a weather scare, you could easily do that. But I think aside from that, the market's going to continue to struggle because you just, again, you have the moisture there, depending on how the crop looks when it breaks dormancy, but that's going to be another couple weeks at least before we get a feel for that. Uh, but we're looking at good production potential across the rest of the Northern Hemisphere, aside from the potential issues here. So that wraps it up for the week commentary. If you have any questions, feel free to call me at 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.